Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's the one and only Trinidadian Panamanian Poppy Rude Boy Top Gunner Sak Panyamada, aka Black Gold, Giovanni Anglin. What's going on, Spashness, or your favorite three-dimensional character? Mm. Live from Queens. Geo is in Brooklyn. What's going on, folks? And we'd just like to thank you and welcome you once again to this show live on 99.5 FM WBAI in the NY. Welcome to all of our listeners live on the radio. Welcome to all of our listeners that are listening to this on our podcast from the website BlackSeinfeld.com and all of our Black Seinfeld podcasting streaming platforms such as Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Sconex, MySpace, whatever you want to call it. Thank you all so much for tuning in onto those platforms as well as Podomatic as well. I see you all out there in the Podomatic world. I, I appreciate you all. We appreciate you all for tuning in and still rocking with us on that platform as well. And of course, shout out to everyone that is tuning in on YouTube. Please hit the bell icon to get all the latest updates and notifications on when we upload different different little parts of the episode and whatnot. Yeah, we got the clips. Yeah, that's right. We have the clips. Shout out to everyone that leaves a comment. Please leave a comment. Smash that like button. Shout out to everyone that watches share our those TikTok. videos. Please share the videos as well. Shout out to all the TikTokers out there. Thank y'all. Thanks all 600 of y'all for Looking at our TikToks, I can't believe that all of y'all are, are tuning in on the TikTok, so I thank you. And shout out to everyone on the Instagram, Black Seinfeld NY, TikTok, Black Seinfeld NY, Instagram, Black Seinfeld NY, Facebook, Black Seinfeld NY, all of our handles, Black Seinfeld NY, Twitter. And hey, if you would like to email us, BlackSeinfeldNY at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave a comment or I don't know, you want to... Have us listening to some music. BlackSideFullNY at gmail.com. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, if you don't like what we're saying, you just want to debate with us, yeah, hit a, hit us up on the emails. We'll love to debate sometimes. I've been debating a lot this week. I can't lie to you. What are you debating about? What are they yelling you at for? Well, it's it's a friendly debate. It's nothing too political. Okay. I'd like to respond to some friends who have a podcast of their own called The Rough Masterminds. My homie Tyrone and Chris do that show. And for a while, Tyrone and I have had a friendly spat over Michael Jackson's catalog and his music discography, right? Yep. And so I say all the time, in my humblest of opinions, that musically, Michael Jackson's Off the Wall is better than thriller tyrone vehemently disagrees because he wants to bring up all of the, the the facts that come with thriller thriller is the most best-selling record of all time it's sold 300 million albums globally it's one of the best album selling albums of all time and it has thriller and it has beat it and it's billy jean and that's that's his argument but with my argument of off the wall being one of the best albums of all time is musically i think michael jackson was at his peak there when it comes to the music everything just blended so well together it had the best of soul funk disco r&b in my opinion when michael's nose was wider 
This was his last black album, okay? Where it had soul, all right? Hell, even the architect of Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad, Mr. Quincy Jones has said it himself that he thinks Off the Wall is the better album than Thriller. Please take some time to digest it, people. Hey, you may not like it, but accept it. That is my humble opinion. When you go to black neighborhoods, Bastion, do you remember? We all remember where we were when Michael Jackson died, correct? Yes, I do. I remember it very... My first job. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I was working on my first job at the, what is it, physical therapist center. Just helping out. Yeah, I remember that. I remember very fondly as well because it was a summer day. This was like the second to last day of school. It was the first, no, it was the second year of, no, it was the first year of of high school done, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember just being across the street at my friend's house, playing whatnot. Then he gets a text message and he says, yo, MJ died. I'm like, oh my God, Michael Jordan's dead? And he's like, no, no, no. Michael Jackson, I was like, oh, damn, okay. Oh, he did die in the 25th. Interesting. He did. Maybe maybe I wasn't working then, but maybe the week after when they had the funeral, because I remember when the funeral was on TV and, and they turned off all the TV because everybody was getting distracted. Yeah. So I remember that. Okay. So I guess I'm, I, I'm correlating more of the funeral than the news itself. Okay. But that was such a long time ago. I remember, I remember the news. Yes, 2009. In my area of Brownsville, you know what they kept playing in in my neighborhood? Off the wall records. Because to me, I feel like in the black community, that album speaks to us the most when it comes to Michael Jackson. Don't get it messed up. We were happy for, for Michael with Thriller, okay? We like some Michael Jackson songs from Thriller. We, it's a great album. We like Bad as well, but what resonates with us, Off the Wall. That kind of reminds me of the Marvin Gaye uh, conversation. Okay. When people talk about like what's going on, because I think that's just, like his best album. Yeah, that's in the terms epitome. of sales. Yeah, that's his epitome. Yeah, but in my opinion, and also it's it's funny because you know when I'm listening to Marvin Gaye, I was listening to all his albums, and I thought that uh, "Here My Dear" was his best album. Then I ended up watching a documentary and finding out like "Here My Dear" is actually his worst selling album. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people could consider it like his most like it's his breakup album and that's why yeah. it was like so good but it's his uh least selling album of his uh career so i was like oh okay this is interesting so people love this album but it's like i won't call it i won't call it like eight away and heartbreaks in terms of like this parallel of what the standard is today but it's almost like that it's like this is the person coming out with music here's the album that like everybody that kind of threw people off a little bit yeah but not a lot of people heard it. And that's what the uh, Hear My Dear is. So I, so I do understand what you mean. It's like you can't use the numbers of like this album yeah. went 10 times platinum, 100 times platinum. Went, Plus that's I cheating. Think, that's cheating. Yeah, okay. Don't Michael give me Jackson's that. Michael Jackson's Thriller went like what? 10 diamonds, right? Yeah, it went 10 diamonds. It was like the first black artist to be featured on MTV with the video. Don't yeah, give me so all those diamonds. facts. Okay. That's like, that's cheating. All right. Listen, we yeah. know the importance of Thriller, but guess what? If there wasn't for Off The Wall, you would not get Thriller. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you talk fans. about here, my dear, because 
Yeah. There was an act. There was a documentary about Off the Wall, directed by Spike Lee, and he and they talked about the significance of Off the Wall and what Off the Wall did, not just for music, but just Michael Jackson's career. Because you got to remember, right? Off the mm-hmm. Wall was Michael Jackson's one of Michael Jackson's first solo albums as an adult. Okay. Because up until that point, he was still running around with his brothers, okay? And this was a pivotal point for Michael, okay? Because all we knew. Exactly, 1979. This was a pivotal point for Michael because all we knew of Michael was the Jackson 5, right? And people didn't know if Michael can do it by himself without his brothers making a hit. And then to, to hook up with one of the best producers of all time, composers of all time, and Quincy Jones, bro. We soul train to off-the-wall music, okay? Don't stop till you get enough. Come on. Come on. Let me let me go through the first five tracks off of Off the Wall, okay? Don't stop till you get enough. Rock with you. Working day and night. Dance with me. Off the wall. Come on, bro. Come on. And they got girlfriend. Come on. Stop it. Stop playing. Off the Wall is one of the best albums of all time, and it's better than Thriller. Hey, and if you would, if you agree or disagree with me, I know I didn't, pre- I didn't know I didn't prep you for this. Hell, I want you to call in. I want this smoke. 212-209-2877, cause I feel that strongly. I want smoke tonight. I don't care. Again, 212-209-2877. Call in. Smoke. You ridiculous, bro. <laughs> But but what but what do you think? Do you think Off the Wall is the better album than Thriller? What is your opinion? No, I disagree. I think Thriller is better, oh, more interesting. Off the Wall is cool and all, but Thriller just had a. I feel like it, it was more of a mastered sound. Off the Wall does sound clear and cut. It sounds like someone trying, like getting there. But when you hear Thriller, it's like I got there. But it's not good for me to talk about it because I wasn't born when it came out. I'm looking relatively from the lens of the past so i'm just looking like a comic book i, I seen all the pages already right now i'm just looking at the story so if i hear thriller first which i did of course you did we all did long, then a very long time 10 years later i finally listened to off the wall finding out that's like one of his first albums i'm like oh okay so i still albums. think thriller is better so off that's, the wall that's is so dope that's the wrong person a, off the wall is so dope it killed a genre like off the wall killed disco no, no, the riots. Now, um, other the things riots. killed disco. No, but yeah. man, off the wall was so great. It was like the swan song to disco, an era of no. disco. It was at disco. the end of the seventies. Michael disco Jackson died to killed racism, it. bro. It's, it had nothing to do with Michael Jackson. <laughs> I know the story about Michael. disco, but if you ask me to like, if you have the same conversation with like, for example, like, I guess out, not Outkast. Um, maybe like the Kanye West music because I was there for each album I could explain to you. It's like, yeah, uh, College Dropout is great, but, you know, 808 and Heartbreaks is really, really good. Or Yeezus is amazing, you know. Or Late, Registra- late Registration was good, was even better than was better. College Dropout because College Dropout was just the way it is. So you can have multiple conversations with it. And I could have multiple angles uh, in order to, you know, uh, have a debate with it. Depending on uh, because I had so much experience with it. So, yeah, we need to ask older people that were like young, maybe 10 or 15 years old when uh, Off the Wall came out. Then three years later, Thriller came out. And it's like, how did they feel about it? Mm. How many like how many records 
were scratched up because they heard it back and forth a million times. Well, I gave out the number. No one, no one want to call. Seems like no, I'm right here. No one wants to smoke <laughs> on Thursday at 12 a.m. I feel you. I night. get it. I get it. Fair enough. But they know I'm right. All right. Let's get into the news, man. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was going to, I want to ask you this too because yeah. it literally just happened. Joe Biden's 100 day of presidency came mm-hmm. and went. He had his first address to the joint Congress. He had his first little address. How did you feel about it, his speech? What do you, how do you feel about the topics he addressed and tackled? And did you get a letter in the mail from him as well? Yeah, I got the mail. I got the receipt, you know, to say like, hey, you know, thank you for taking state money. It's letting you know that I did it for you. Oh, yeah. uh, I did watch most of Biden's speech, which just happened relatively a couple minutes, like a couple hours ago. And it it, it was interesting. It was a well-written speech. You know, the first 10 minutes, he was talking about the good that he's already done. And then the next 20 minutes, he was focusing on the next steps on like what he would like to do and resolve together as uh, as the country. You know, he was sprinkling little jabs at the old administration saying like America's back. Yeah, so, yeah, he, he did do that. And honestly, with that part, I got a bit tired of it because I was like, all right, Joe, we get it. He's gone. But like. You the man now. We don't have to. We don't have to bring up our past. Okay? No, I think it's important. It's traumatic. Because I think it's it's important in terms of like politics because this speech isn't just for everybody. It's for the world, right? So he's constantly bringing it back, saying like, "This is where we are. We're not going this direction. We're going this direction. These are the next steps. Like we want to do fifteen dollars an hour um, because we want people to live above the poverty line, even though fifteen dollars might not be enough." But yeah. All right, hold on, Bash. It seems like we got a call here. Someone's calling in. Hello, oh you God. on Black Seinfeld show about nothing? Please tell us your name, where you calling from, and is Off the Wall a better album than Thriller? Hey, um, I'm Val, and I'm calling just because when I heard you guys having the discussion on Off the Wall, it just uh, a big flag came in my head because just today I was cleaning out my brother's old car in his trunk and found an original cassette of MJ off the wall still in this cellophane that he got back, uh, I don't know how long ago he got this uh, cassette tape. And, you know, it's not even open. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is off the wall. And here you guys are talking about it. So now I'm, I'm really excited to tell him, you know, the opinions that you guys shared. And I'm happy to have found it. So I just wanted to say I do think Off the Wall is the best. Thank you, Val. Thank you very much. Oh, snap. People are calling. Thank you, Val. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. WBAI, you on the air. Tell me your name and where you calling from. Hello? All right, let's try the next one. WBAI, tell me your name and where you calling from. Hi, uh, this is Mark. Um, hey, what's up, Mark? Is Off the Wall better than Thriller? What's your opinion? I would I would say Thriller is better than Off the Wall. But I can't understand why you say that Off the Wall is better than Thriller because Off the Wall was the, blue, it was the blueprint to Thriller. Yes. So I just think that Thriller is a monumental success. 
it's just such a great album. So see, Mark, that's cheating. We know that, Mark. We know it sold three hundred million. We know like it's correct. it's damn near perfect. We know we correct, know the correct. the the amount of records that Thriller has broken all around the world. Okay, it's the correct, number correct. one album of the world. But musically, correct. me personally, I think Off the Wall it just it just has so much more grooves to it. And mostly every record of Off the Wall, it makes me want to dance. We soul, we we do a soul train line to music of Off the Wall. We don't we don't soul train off of off of Billie Jean, off of Beat yeah, It. You you you're right about that because Beat It Beat It is, is, is a rock song. So I can understand why why you say that. You're right about that when it comes to that context. But it's just that it's just that Thriller. It's just I don't know. It's just it's just such a great album. I was born in 1986. Okay. So I'm kind of like maybe close to your ages. So. Fair I enough. You're right about that. Fair enough, Mark. It's it's a great album. Thriller's great, but to me, I just think off the wall, man. Off the wall. Because I got I got I got all of his albums. The only, the only album I don't have is Invincible. Well, I, I have Off the Wall. I have Thriller. I have Bad. I have Dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Okay. I understand. Fair enough. All right. Thanks for calling in, Mark. All right, take care. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See. All right, man. So you know it's it's. It's fifty fifty. Fair enough. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I, I understand everybody. I understand point. everyone too. Thank y'all for calling, and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We appreciate it as well. But back to yeah. Joe Biden, man. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it was a well written speech. If it was a TV show, it'll be the last twenty minutes, and you'd be like, "Hmm, I see what they're going to do for the rest of the season." He sounds and very optimistic. Yeah. Very optimistic. And hey, if at least three fourths of the things he's listed. Uh, we're we're signed to Congress without any problems with Joe Manchin and just uh needing bipartisan support. Yeah, that that would be very interesting. Surprisingly, yeah, I was thinking to myself too. You know what? Biden is saying all the right things. He's talking about the things that we hope that he would address, and he and he was addressing such as white supremacy. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting him saying white supremacy in America is a problem. I didn't expect him to say that verbatim just like that. I didn't. Okay. Because not many presidents address it like that or, or really, you know, or that blatant about it. So coming from him, hearing him say that, um, despite all the crap that he's done in his career and his past, I appreciated that. Not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's also talking about um, LGD, LBG, QT uh, and trans rights. He was also talking about that as well. But something about the white supremacy that he said, it could be like someone in this administration or, like I said, taking jabs at the old administration. Oh, yeah. So just, just kind of bringing that back. It's like, hey, I know what's wrong and this is what we're going to aim at. So, yeah, he, like I said, he was, he, as you said, he hit all the right talking points, but we just need to see him do it. Like Exactly. Talk, and that's. And that's where it comes into he's being very optimistic. But my question is, Bash, is how much of that optimism is actually going to be doable? Because, of course, you got to look within the crowd as well. You know, of course, a lot of the Democrats were clapping and standing up. But also there was a good portion of conservatives that sit their ass down and didn't clap to not one thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the need for bipartisan support, right? 
like you could do the 51 rule get to 60 or you need like 64 mm-hmm. uh, people to sign it before it's going to get to Biden. It's they're going to find ways to slow it down. Also, like the filibuster, like if you spoke about removing the filibuster, it would be much easier to get things through. But a lot of people, well, I won't say a lot, but they're they're. I don't signals. see that ending anytime soon. And they should stop it, too. Oh, 100 so. percent. I agree with you, but. This being what it is, I don't think that will ever I don't think that will end anytime soon. Yeah. We'll, one, we'll see. One thing I did also enjoy of his about his speech was the fact that he he discussed um the 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 uh inequality of wealth. He addressed that corporations don't release that spend zero dollars on taxes at all. Meanwhile, during this pandemic the the rich and the corporations have increased their wealth by like one trillion dollars. Meanwhile, there's 20 million Americans that are out of work and are and are really struggling. And I really appreciated that as well. Yeah, he he, he did say like they have to do their share. Yeah, that's something he repeated a couple times. Like I said, this script, this script, like this speech was well written. I right? agree. He had his bars. He had his talking points, and it was. I don't know. It'll be memorable for tomorrow. I just saw it like three hours ago. Yeah, I don't think it will be, but you know, it it happened. It just happened, and that's and why people we're will be about talking it. about it throughout the week that's and right. the weekend. And another thing he was talking about was gun control too, as well. Mm-hmm. He did talk about gun control. He did talk about how um, hunters and people that love you know holding their guns understand it doesn't make any sense having like a hundred bullets and magazine high powered magazine weapons. Like right. it's unnecessary. So he wants to focus more on banning certain uh, assault rifles. Shoot, good luck with that. He actually told, like, I actually, like, you know, laughed, chuckled a little bit when you said, like, deers don't wear Kevlar. I was like, oh, ha, funny, funny. Yeah. You made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know who's writing for him, but, yo, that Ghost Rider deserves a raise, bro. It kind of reminds, reminds me. Every time I watch, like, presidential speeches, I think back to, like, the Aaron Sorkin TV show. I know a lot of people hate Aaron Sorkin. Just want to reference it. Uh, West Wing. Hate, why do people hate uh, Aaron Sorkin? What oh, because he's, like, super neoliberal. Like, he just comes off as someone that loves writing about himself. Okay. Anyways, it, West, uh, Wing. West, West Wing is, like, a very interesting show because you're getting a different perspective of what's going on in the back scene. So there's a couple actors that are just focused on writing the best speeches. And that's why I think about like there are people in the back that love writing speeches and just need to hit the right points. And that's why I thought they did, you know, uh, earlier today. I remember in a, in a season of House of Cards, the, the speech writer was smashing the president's wife. That was a story arc. I'm, I'm going to let you. you know, OK, OK, bro. Okay. It, it was. I'm just saying. I, I never it, watched the show. It was I watch. A, listen, despite everything that happened and how that that uh, show played out, it was a very good show up until the scandals happened. Yes, until the end. Understood. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they killed but, him off. But yeah, what what's your thoughts on this piece? Did you like it? Did you the I, optimism? I, I did really enjoy this speech because again it gave me a sense of optimism. And I appreciated Joe Biden's optimism of the direction he wants America to go. And I really appreciated that. And I appreciate the fact that he tackled and addressed issues that has been very prevalent as of late, such as the voter suppression 
bills that have been being passed in state laws and he also addressed that as well i i like the fact that it seems like our president is in tune and in touch with everything that's going on and he addresses everything that is going on i like all of it now the question is how much of his plans and all that are gonna actually become a thing that's gonna be left to to be seen due to congress because it always comes down to that legislative branch all right it, it does come down to that because hey obama was one of the most filibustered presidents of all time so it's only a matter of time um that we see what might happen with joe biden because remember when joe biden was running he was having this whole you know america as a unit you know what i'm saying it's all about the left and the right coming together and working as as a unit you know it shouldn't be this this um it shouldn't be a divided thing of of you know just looking out what's best for each party it should be what's best for the american people so he was having all of that kumbaya earlier on but now that he's in it it's time to see what can get done here and let's it's time to see if if some of the um if if biden's naysayers can you know get with the program and and acquiesce or come up with some sort of compromise to what biden's agenda is going to be and i think that is a great um stamp to to end this on yeah well yeah before we end it what you said was right he did bring it up it's like let's discuss it you know if we want to talk let's talk but we have to do something about these issues we can't just let them just you know pass over Mm-hmm. Like through the Obama administration, you know, through Trump administration, through Biden administration, we can't pass over for the next three years. They don't do anything. You know, as you said, it's like the first hundred days. Time is relative. Mm-hmm. It's important. He jerked but, himself off a little bit in, in the beginning. You like, hey, you like those yeah, fourteen hundred dollars checks? A lot of pat self in the back mm-hmm. for the first ten minutes. I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. This, which you're supposed to do in a yeah, way. Yeah, you you have yeah. to. No, we did talk about him like earlier, uh, earlier in the year, talking about like his. It's just his wording, right? And also how weak he comes off sometimes too, because yeah. like the, he brought up fifteen dollars an hour. Like when he said that, I didn't believe him because of how he let it go last time. So mm-hmm. I did not believe him when he said fifteen dollars an hour, and that's kind of the optimism. That's when it kind of disappeared. Like okay, now I don't know if this is as progressive as I hope it would be. Mm-hmm. or it's just in my mind because we, we we were on a path to 15 dollars uh an hour earlier this year yes and you know you allowed it to you know just step away and move move to the side you took it out the bills like, all right I, I don't know what what your intentions are in the long term is but as you said it's still early stages he did get some point of view some bullet points for his powerpoint slide and we're just going to follow on word Oh, and he should apologize to Black America for that stunt he pulled earlier on during the election. What? Oh, if you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. He should uh, apologize yeah. for that, too. I didn't that's, forget. That's just good writing. I was joking. That's terrible. <laughs> Stop <book>. that. No, <laughs> it's not. That was horrible <laughs> writing. And you no, know if it, it was a TV show, this would be like a turning point, like half the episode. But he never did apologize, right? Hell no, he didn't apologize. Huh. huh. You just let time pass and we just forget. You see, that's interesting. I completely forgot about that. Exactly. Of course, I will we have to watch like the that. reruns of like last year's election, which I do sometimes because it's funny. 
Um, yeah, come on. The, the it, reactions it and all that. It was a good time. It was a great time. I told you, like, November 7th was a day that I would love to relive over and over again. Not just the 7th, like, the the following month afterwards was just even hilarious. <laughs> oh, because no, it wasn't it, funny. It wasn't official, remember? Yeah, and that and that was that that what that's what irked me, man. Cause like the dude was like, "Oh, oh, the the voting didn't count. Um, I'm still the president. I'm gonna take this to court. We're gonna we're gonna appeal all of these states. We're gonna come up with this this whole fake voting clause and all that." I didn't I didn't like the month after the day of. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. And the yeah. day after, I got super hungover. Yeah, that's why Jan 6 happened. So but, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let, let, let's get into the first song. Oh, sure. Yes, please. First song of the week is Bus Cut featuring Danny Brown by Brock Hampton. We spoke about their album a couple weeks ago when it came out. Yes, I believe two weeks ago. We we definitely enjoyed the album, and I definitely want you guys to listen and check it out. So this is Bus Cut by Brock Hampton.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Brockhampton featuring Mr. Danny Brown with Buzz Cut off of their latest album, which is now in stores in your phones for all DSP platforms. So please take a listen to that new Brockhampton album. It's great. One of the best albums of the year. I think it's safe to say. What about you, Bastion? Would you agree? Uh, yeah, definitely agree. So uh, it has a lot of replay value. Definitely, especially now. Into it. Yeah, especially now with this warmer weather, I've been playing the heck out of the new Brockhampton album. Yes. Hopefully, we get a, a check from Brockhampton for promoting the music. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I hope so too, but, man. But yeah, it's a great album. Definitely great check album. It out. Please check it out. And now, Bastion, it's one of their uh, one of our favorite segments of the show it's time for that COVID update COVID update COVID update and now see Bastion I told you the CDC is on my side now okay because they said mask off mask off I told you it's, it's time baby it is time for the masks to come off when it comes to vaccinated people like myself okay Johnson and Johnson they're they're back up and running so you could go ahead and take the little one shot dosage and you know, you could get a blood clot or two. I don't know, but that's you, bro. You hey, can do hey, that. Again. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, it's interesting how the CDC just came out and said like you don't have to wear a mask on Twitter too. See, we gotta and stop this Twitter. You gotta stop like clickbaiting people or just tweeting in the way that you know is gonna cause some sort of sort of a a stir, a stirring of the pot. Okay, because Burger King did it. Um. All these companies have been doing it, and it's not been working out well for them. And the CDC is following suit, and they should not. Yeah, because in my opinion, I thought they weren't that clear. Because they weren't. When, huh? No, they weren't. They weren't. So when people say, like, oh, mask off, it's like, all right, that's it. No more. It's like, no, no, no. They said mask off in certain places. You still have to have mask on indoors barber shops crowded areas museums you know uh restaurants any place where there's a high amount of people you st even if you're vaccinated you still need to wear the mask but they're saying you don't have to wear the mask if you're like you know taking a walk if you're on a bike with members of your household yeah right yeah members of your household that's the key word it's pretty much the same reason you know you wouldn't wear want to wear a mask especially if you're with the same group of people every day for a couple months the only time you ever go out is just to get food pretty much the same rules but here's the difference bashing for someone like you your kind who is not vaccinated you can attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people but guess what because you're unvaccinated you have to have your mask on. Unlike me, a vaccinated person, I get to have my mask off because so I'm not a threat. Unlike reading, your kind. We're reading um, Choosing Safer Activities off of the CDC.gov yes. website. This is from the, the CDC. And the third one says, attend a small outdoor gathering with fully vaccinated, unvaccinated people. That, that's so weird to word it out. 
because I don't believe half of y'all in the room is vaccinated, right? Well, guess what? I have my ID to let you peasants know. No, you know. have a piece of paper. That's that right. Said that you took two shots. With that stamp of approval, though, Bastion, you get a stamp of appro of approval to wherever you have gotten your dosage from, so you know it is not fake, sir. And that's the problem. Why is that a problem, huh? Huh? He Everybody should continue being masked up. No, no I have privileges. No, see, that's the problem. Look at you. I You're acting privileges. like a first-rate citizen. Like, that's yeah, right. I got privilege. Yeah, you damn right I am. Should have no proceed. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you let right into it, right? You know, this I'm falling straight in for it. I'm better than you, Bastion. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's there's more to this too, ladies and gentlemen, Bastion. All right, here, here's another one. Yeah. Hold on, where is it, man? Dang it, I'm, I, I can't I, I find it. I sent it to you on Twitter. <laughs> you did send this to me on Twitter. I was, I'm looking for it right now. Hold on. But Shoot. yeah, it's divided into three different color codes from like green to be the safest, yellow, least safe, and red, the danger, of course. But they still want people like me and you, most of you listeners out there, the unvaccinated folks, to continue um, wearing that mask. But yeah, I'm I'm looking for it, man. I'm scrolling. You're scrolling, okay, yeah. sir. There is another one too. Hold on, hold on, my G. I'm finding it. I'm gonna look for it. Talk to the people real quick. What? Okay. So talking about like the PDF itself, it's uh, oh, it's very it straightforward. And while I was saying in the beginning of the COVID update, the way the CDC just came out to say it, a lot of people misunderstood and started arguing against it. Right, yeah. When I sent it to you, you were like, this is a bad take. This is a bad take because but this is the CDC doing the headline it. and something up is up with the CDC. I don't know who's running like the not the marketing, but like do you think this in is terms the, do you think of this the publishing is the Trump appointed CDC? Whoever is in charge of the publishing isn't doing a good job saying like small indoor areas. If you're vaccinated, you no longer need the mask. That right, like you need that sentence. You need to kick it out. APA, just you know, mm -hmm. AP. Everybody sees the headline, and that's the sentence. You can't say vaccinated people no longer need nah, masks. Listen, Bastion, don't get mad because we have some privileges that you are not afforded. Oh, such I'm not as, mad. Such no, as Bastion, mad. if yeah. you are unvaccinated, you can dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households, guess what? You have to have your mask on. Unlike me, I get to have my mask on and I'm green. You're yellow, okay? You know what that means? Yield. Slow down. That's what that means, Bastion, okay? Mm -hmm, Unlike mm -hmm. me, a pure green, I'm fine. I'm not a danger. I'm not a threat. I won't spread the Rona because guess what? I got vaccinated. But if you attend a crowded outdoor event like a live performance parade or a sports event, do you have to wear a mask, Gio, as a vaccinated person? You know what? I don't want to spread misinformation. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, you have to wear a mask. But guess okay. what? I'm still green, Bastion. You're red, okay? That means you are more of a threat to get the Rona, unlike me, who is I'm not. not a threat. I'm not a threat. I'm more likely you to see, get the Rona. You see, Americans, he's the problem. Let me stop. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. I promise. I promise. I'm done. Okay. Yeah. But that that's the problem with the publishing. The first sentence you give out to the people, that's what they're going to run with for a very long time. 
most people, not like me and Gio, like Gio would just hit me up. It's like, oh, it's lit. And I'm like, hmm, there's something fishy about this. Yeah. And I sent the PDF like a whole 10 minutes later because I wasn't satisfied with the answer. Of course you weren't unsat. You weren't satisfied because you didn't get vaccinated. Unlike no, me. No, I'm vac- never satisfied. I'm joking, Bash. I'm joking. I don't. I, I read all these news outlets and I still don't trust them. Of course, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You and see I don't what's trust been the happening. CDC because the CDC always. Why you don't trust? They, they the people that's giving us no, the information no, no, no. when it comes to finish. the phone. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me finish. Let me finish. I, it's not like I, I don't trust what they say. You just said you I'm did. I'm saying it. I don't trust the way they say it. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes the sense. The way they publish it. How the they, they address their the, these certain things. How they tackle exactly. this conversation and this topic because it sounds too clickbaity. Because Wait, someone uh-huh. who's like me, who just sees the headline, I'm going to be like, oh, snap, bashing. I'm lit out here. Meanwhile, you're going to read the whole thing and then be like, well, actually, Giovanni, it's like this. And I'm going to be like, bashing, you're just hating. Because if let's say you go to a concert, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Brock Hampton's in New York. You want to yes. go through, you come through, you show them your vaccine. It's okay. You still got to wear your mask. Yeah. That- and you're going to look at them funny. It's like, but see, these, no, so no, that's not what they said. And you're going to yell at them. You might pull out your Karen card. You know, you're going to let your hair out. Turn, you know, you're going to turn blonde for a second. <laughs> no, that means I'm a super saiyan, sir. Doesn't mean exactly. I'm a Karen. Karen's very strong. That is true. They are very strong. But I, I, I do understand what you're saying. And here, here's me being serious. Ladies and gentlemen, as someone who is vaccinated and someone who, who, who is healthy, please still wear your mask, okay? Because... It's the only way that can that can assure safety for everyone. And it's all and it's also a, a sign of respect as well. OK, it shows that you care and you are and you are for the well-being of everyone. OK, and don't listen to what punk ass Tucker Carlson is saying on Fox. Please don't. That was some good stuff. Good, good job, Gia. Yeah, it's all about respecting Thank you. others. You know, oh, and I don't wish... listen to Joe Rogan, too, by the way, which I don't think he should be getting all this flack for because Joe Rogan isn't a politician. Now, granted, I know he's one of like the most listened to podcasters Podcast. ever, ever. Yeah. But Number at the one. same time, Joe Rogan's a comedian. Like, he's not a politician, like, at I saw, all. I, no, Gio. He's like, not. I don't want to discuss it, but I saw the clips, and I, I didn't like I didn't like it. I didn't like it too, but I don't subscribe to what Joe Rogan says. Yeah, people do, and that's the problem. That's their people... fault. <laughs> Spreading, as you said, you don't want to spread misinformation, so we do the best to uh, double check what we say right. before we talk. We're not about Joe it. Rogan, okay? Joe Rogan, he yeah. just talks ish with people. Like that's all he does, okay? He and never. Th- and that's a problem. I don't think so. Tucker Carlson is a problem too. Tucker Carlson is a problem because he's on a news network spreading false information joe rogan has his own platform where he gets to talk about whatever he wants to talk about that's the difference in my opinion sure all right let's talk about new york a little bit new york new york bro hot boy summer is here i can't wait all right Andrew Cuomo, I'm surprised he ain't quit yet, but, you know, whatever. But he's been announcing some things that's going to be happening here in New York. And I'm excited ever since I got vaccinated. And the weather is is getting warmer like today, man. It was like 75 degrees out. It was beautiful. All right. Hot boy summer is now in effect, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I can't wait. I've been waiting for this. This is what I've been training for for the past year. The beard is here, ladies and gentlemen. The the. 
Thotty season is in effect for your boy, G. I can't lie to you, okay? This is my time to shine, baby. This is this is it. And what's happening now with the bars and indoor dining and all that? Bastion, let the people know. Let's go. I can't wait. So a 12 a.m. curfew for bars and restaurants will end May 15 for outdoor dining as well. Bullet, and bullet, bullet. So, yeah. And the curfew for indoor dining will end on May 31st, my birthday. <laughs> according mm-hmm. to the governor's office release and uh, not only that regular seating in new york city will restore will restart may 3rd so yeah a, a lot's happening right now a lot we're, is they're, happening they're going back a little too early in my opinion i think uh they should have waited maybe december to do all this maybe God next damn, year just... maybe april next year should work even better what about the bar <laughs> what about the restaurants and the bar owners too bro you got to think about them too and, yeah, and and also you gotta you gotta remember when that whole when that whole um care package came out for the small businesses quote unquote guess who was getting them punk ass Shake Shack all right not the mom and pops that's been struggling out here they haven't been getting it it's been the Shake Shacks and the Five Guys of the world receiving that money oh yeah and I have and I totally understand the small business owner's perspective but it's also about the safetyness of New York I understand New York finally reached under 4% for uh, COVID people for people that got COVID and remember the, the COVID right now in New York 50% is the one is the EU strain the yeah. one that's much faster and easier to get so but people are getting vaccinated. I think what 25% of New York State's population is already vaccinated. Yes. And that's a big number. It is. Everyone now is is eligible to to go ahead and and get the vaccine. Plus. Yes, for 16 and plus, not for children yet. So like like I said, I still think he kind of rushed it. He's pushing, he's enforcing it. And also you you said you're surprised that he's not leaving yet. Well, he doesn't even own a house. You know that, right? Like he literally lives in where the governor stays. Oh, true. Fair enough. So he, if he moves out, he ha- he'll have to be in some Airbnb for a couple months. Mm. So why would he leave? This place is nice. Why apparently. do you think? <laughs> why do you think he he started um, making these regulations now? Why do you think this was the move? It's because the summertime happening, or no? What you said before, he no longer wants to continue helping the small business owners. So. Uh, best way to get around it is just to open business remove all these curfews it's like hey no now you have reasons to have customers past 12 a.m the way old new york used to be you know most bars close at 2 a.m 3 a.m that's when you see the lights come on it's like wow i didn't know this bar had all these lights yeah so so yeah <laughs> did he say anything about the the subway though because subway's still closed from only for two hours from 2 a.m to 4 a.m I did not see any news on the subway. Okay, um, okay. I won't be surprised if he doesn't change it. Maybe he'll use his opportunity to continue fixing stuff. Okay. Um, I do have a relative that works for MTA, and he says like you know a lot of overtime, a lot of things is happening there, but um, he, they're 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 doing a lot. They're fixing a lot. So maybe they should keep it closed from two a.m. to four a.m. because those are the hours like most people. Pretty much are already home. Those those are the dead hours. I'm not like gonna the lie. Five a.m. is yeah. like the the prime time. Yeah, that's fair. I th- but, yes, but it would be so funny if we go back to like 2017 when we first started Black Seinfeld. I used to take the F train all the way to Brooklyn, right? And I would leave here at 2 a.m. Exactly, because we had the show to do at 5 a.m. So what happens yeah. to you then? You know, say if 
say if you have a an overnight show that you have to do live you know what i'm saying so it will they'll kind of recommend you know ubers which i'm pretty sure is cheaper around that time anyways around that but time still, yes it's very costly Hell i think yeah. i only did it twice um, or, you know, own a car, which I eventually did learn how to drive uh, maybe like a year after we started the show. Yes. Yes, so, you did. Then I started driving there and I, I could leave maybe like 40 minutes instead of three hours ahead of time. <laughs> that That is true, Bastion. But sometimes some people aren't fortunate enough to have cars. OK. Oh, and yeah. Thankfully, Owning a car is a privilege. Yeah. And, and thankfully, we live in a city where if you don't have a car, it's OK. Because other places, like, you need a car. But New York is one of those few places where if you don't have a car, it is okay. And that's why I love living here in New York. Because you know what's, you know what's like, actual, like, real estate here in New York? If you have a place by yourself. Like, that's golden. Like, that's, a, that's, that's something where people brag about. Because a lot of people live with roommates and they live with other people. And, and they share different spaces. But if you have... A room or no just an apartment a space to yourself that is prime real estate right there shout out to the people living in a four-bedroom apartment and everybody's paying twelve hundred dollars each <laughs> work dude that shout is disgusting you. bro i've seen That's a, a great lot. tv show we talked about oh, all these tv shows are designed like that. i've seen a lot of gypsy houses of of, of people wanting like thirteen hundred dollars for a room fifteen hundred dollars for a room for a nice prime luxury room in Midtown Manhattan with all the amenities and all that. I'm like, nah, yeah. I'm cool. You have all you pay is for your bedroom and your shared right. kitchen, shared bathroom. And if you go outside, the best New York City bagels out there. No, That's but here's the here's the thing though. People be having weird ass rules to their apartments. Like you can't do X, Y, and Z and don't do this and that. I'm like, bruh. I'm paying fifteen hundred dollars for this room. But is their name on the lease? Don't give me that. No, it's true. Hey, my name is on the lease. I'm gonna put rules down too. You cannot do this after two a.m. Can't do this after twelve. You can't cook fried food on Sunday, Saturdays. You know, I, that's I just some make real up some nonsense ish. like that. That's some real <laughs> ish though. Like some people don't want them cooking in the kitchen and none of that. If you cook the kitchen, if you cook in the kitchen, you also have to clean while the food is cooking. And I'll teach you how to do it too. We'll work together. I'll give you a three-month trial. I I don't like that. I, I personally don't. Gotta like do that. laundry since Saturdays. I personally <laughs> don't don't like them rules. That's that's just dumb. Whatever. You can't cook food past 10 p.m. Uh, don't do that. You shouldn't do that naturally. You yeah, know? you shouldn't. But, hey, you know what? I'm not a saint. <laughs> All right? I eat after 10. Have I eaten after 10? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, if I'm out late, definitely eating past 10. We've done that before. Yeah, I think so. Hell yeah, we've done that before, especially since like two years ago, Endgame came out, and three years ago, Infinity War came out. Hell yeah, we ate it right after. Those those are just like those are situations. But if you're like home all day, oh yeah, like no, that's breakfast, gross. lunch, and you just decide to eat dinner late, 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 yeah, or you just nah. forget. Yeah, that's true. I mean, technically, you're not supposed to eat dinner like past eight o'clock, especially if you go to sleep. Like by 11 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. You know, healthy habits, folks. Word. Have healthy habits. What time are you going to sleep nowadays? 12? Oh, 3 a.m. Every day. 3 a.m.? Damn. Yeah. I wake up at 10 now. I'm getting boring, man. I, I, I go to sleep at like 11 or 12. I wake up at 6 in the morning. I'm boring. Interesting. 
interesting. We, we, we're kind of doing the reverse role. Yeah. Yeah, so, we are yeah. doing the reverse role now. I don't know why that's starting to happen. But yeah, I want to get up early if I need to. If I need to do something at 8 o'clock, I get up early, but mm. I'll be sure to take a nap. But yeah, Word. I've been going to sleep at 3 a.m. for the past uh, two weeks. Degenerate oh. hours. That's what I call them. I got you. Yeah, those are the night owl hours. That's where the creative people do all the work and stuff around that time. As I said before, I'm the least creative at that time. I could get the most work. I won't no, I won't say I get the most work. I'll be able to finish like a project or an idea around that time, but I still have to wake up to look it over in order to fix it. So mm, three okay. AM is the best time for me to finish, but like ten, twelve PM is the best time for me to look at it it's like all right this is garbage this is what i need to get done and uh yeah that's what i've been doing i'm such a morning person after this show i mean i'm done drinking that herba mate i'll be sleeping at like four in the morning but i'll be up at like eight o'clock well this is why i have all this energy around this time because i've been up just you know playing video games or watching twitch or watching random uh youtube videos just mm -hmm. chilling oh you gaming now yeah i'm trying to finish some video games oh nice which ones um, playing Breath of um, Breath of the Wild, I'm catching all the shrines right now. I'm just trying to beat the game, and then I'm going to move on to Mario Odyssey. So, mm. yeah. As long as I have free time, it's like all right. So I'm gonna push playing this game, and it's a fun game. I had this game for three years, never finished it. My little brother beat it twice. So like all right, let me put some hours in it. You you gotta put hours. You, you gotta you put do, hours, man. It's just at least like four hours a day on it. Yeah, when it comes to gaming, I just don't have that much time anymore. Like I don't. I'm busy yeah, trying to that, like. That's what I mean. I had for, I had the game for three years. Three I feel years, you, bro. I feel and now you. I'm playing it. No, 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 four years, four years. Four years. And now damn. I'm playing it. God damn. I'm 2017. True. Yeah, 2017 was four years ago. Damn, time flies, bro. Yeah, it's crazy. About to hit the fourth year anniversary in September. We are and graduated four years ago too. That's nuts. That's insane. Hell yeah, bro. I got a degree I have never used in my entire life. I mean, I got a communications degree technology but like has anybody asked you about your degree or did just ask you if you graduated right yo i'm glad you mentioned that everyone that i've been applying to they just ask that you have a college degree doesn't do they does do they care what degree it is they don't care about your gpa Not or your much. struggles like did you struggle through college like is that is that why you want to listen know? i've never put down my gpa at all i just put down yes i have a bachelor's degree and sometimes like they don't even check if you actually graduated or not no i think they only check if you have a master's that's when they care oh really yeah yeah okay. like master's or phd then they're gonna ask for you for a transcript and stuff okay or if you're doing a program that's like relates to school and education where it could lead on to more education that's when they ask for your transcript but if you're doing regular smuggler jobs, like blue collar, white collar, like they don't care. You know, it's the wildest thing ever. I've seen jobs where that require a master's and they're still paying like 40,000 salary. Yeah. I'm like, that how <laughs> dare you? Like, I feel insulted for people that that actually apply for that. And I know that sounds arrogant because at a time where it's like COVID and stuff and 20 million people have lost their jobs and stuff, I feel like. If you worked that hard to get that degree as a master's base, you should not be getting 40 G's. Like, I'm sorry. That's just me. Yeah. No, I definitely understand. But what I kind of put it to is how we look at education today. Mm -hmm. Because in the past 100 years, and that's kind of the best way to look at it, 
you go look at the, maybe the first 40 years within that 100, once you finish like high school or you get your GED or, or anything equivalent to that, you will start learning a trade or that skill. You'll be working in that job, learning all that. So let's say you decide to do, be like electrical engineering, right? Mm-hmm. You could go to school for it or you could just be part of a program. They accelerate you. Now you're doing it. A couple years later, said, so no, you need a degree for it. So everybody in generation two needs a degree. All right. A couple years later, we added so much more. And it's been advancement in technology and engineering. You need a master's for it, too. So it's kind of like that. It's, it just keeps rolling on, going on, going on. Because if you want to be like a physical therapist, you need a, a doctorate degree now. Yeah. You need to do the eight years. It wasn't like that recently. It just became like that recently. Before, it was a six-year program, right? Mm-hmm. Six to five or six-year program. Now, it's an eight-year program to become a physical therapist. Why? Is it something like, do you learn more in the classes or do you learn more in action? Because you still have to like work during those years. That is true. Like during those last two years that like you actually have to be working. But uh, that's that, that's just the way it is. Exactly. As as someone who's a communications technology uh, a degree holder, I feel like, especially when it comes to radio and stuff, I'm happy like I didn't go to like radio class or anything. I just started doing it because that's the only way you're going to learn how to get good at it is if you're at a station learning. And that's that's the case for a lot of like communications jobs. The, the, the real part where you actually start learning about it is if you're actually doing it. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting. We talk about radio. Do you think radio classes will tell you about the chemistry built built up like everything is chemistry at the end of the day i have no idea because i've never done one i I don't okay. know like i don't know like some sometimes some, some it's, it's all about chemistry if you don't have chemistry with the person you could be idly talking for 12 minutes about you know then stop then that's it Word. the topics are done yeah i didn't go to school for radio i went to school to like learn how to film and all that stuff and edit and do all the photoshops and stuff which i don't even think i really needed school for well you can learn a lot on the internet nowadays. Keep it to keep to be completely honest, but during that time, I felt like the best way for me to understand all of that stuff was through school. And since it was yeah. fun, it didn't feel like it was work. It didn't feel like I was doing homework and stuff. It just felt like I was just learning these crafts and stuff. And just like anything, like you have to you have to continue practicing, learning how to do those stuff in order to get better at it. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting. Um, now I do all this stuff. I learn After Effects. I learn Adobe XD. I learn Premiere, all within like the past three months. So, but yeah, you gotta work on some projects, and I put all that to work for Black Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, bro. And and when it comes to like, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very open and candid here. Whatever. I don't care if y'all listen or not. But when I was uh, doing a lot of job interviews like this week and this past month or whatever, the number one question they've been asking is, why would someone in radio want to want to do this job? And that's been irking me for the past month and a half. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I think people on the outside looking in expect us to be doing like breakfast club numbers and and. Uh, Elvis Duran numbers and all that stuff but like dude the average radio personality doesn't isn't even that universally known you know what I mean we don't even do commercials we don't do commercials damn it I mean shoot Doc Martin hit me up but 
I, I think people expect some sort of like celebrity or something to come with it. And to be honest, like the average radio personality doesn't isn't isn't that at all. No, it's probably their third job. <laughs> yeah, it's probably their third, second job. Especially like when we started this thing off earlier, like Bashin was working, I was working over at Five Guys, and then I became a barista. Like I was doing other stuff on the side because, of course, this is this is fun, and if anything comes of it, shoot, hell yeah, I'm a quit. But you know, I think what we need to do is always live within your reality, because at the end of the day. We're, we're becoming adults and we got responsibilities and bills to be paid and all that stuff. So, you know, we got to fall back on something real quick while we can still do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point to the point where I'm going to introduce our next song, which yeah. I think feels that same energy. Lupe Fiasco, Kick and Push. This is the old Lupe Fiasco before he said, He's better than Kendrick Lamar and all that stuff. Before the the dreads. He don't have dreads anymore. Oh, he didn't? He cut it off? Yeah, he don't have locks anymore. Uh Oh, I I didn't know. Okay, (laughs) kick push. One of the best beats in the game. Fiasco, representing that first and 15 years. And this one right here, I dedicate this one right here to all my homies out there grinding. You know what I'm saying? Legally and illegally. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? So. Check it out, uh, first got it when he was six, didn't know any tricks, matter of fact, first time he got on it, he slipped, landed on his hip and busted his lip, for a week he had to talk with a list like this, now we can end the story right here, but shorty didn't quit, it was something in the air, yeah, he said it was something so appealing, he couldn't fight the feeling, something about it, he knew he couldn't doubt it, couldn't understand it, branded, since the first kick flip, he landed, uh, labeled a misfit, abandoned, cocoon, cocoon, his neighbors couldn't stand it, so he was banished to the park. Started in the morning, one stopped after dark. Yeah, when they said it's getting late in here, so I'm sorry, young man, there's no skating here. So we kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. And away he rolled, just a rebel to the world with no place to go. And so we kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. So come escape with me, just a rebel looking for a place to be. So let's kick and push and coast. Uh, 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 uh. My man got a little older, became a better roller. Yeah, no helmet, hell bent on killing himself, is what his mama said. But he was feeling himself, got a little more swag in his style. Met his girlfriend, she was clapping in the crowd. Love is what, what was happening to him now. Uh, he said I would marry you, but I'm engaged to these aerials and barriers. And I don't think this board is strong enough to carry two. She said, bow, I weigh 120 pounds. Now, let me make one thing clear. I don't need to ride yours, I got mine right here. So she took him to a spot he didn't know about. Some odd in the park, 
rent parking lot, she said I don't normally take dates in here Security came and said, I'm sorry, there's no skating here And so they kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast And the way they roll, just lovers intertwined with no place to go And so they kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast So come escape with me, just a rebel Looking for a place to be, so let's kick, uh Before he knew he had a crew There wasn't no punk And they spit fire shirts and SB dunks They would push till they couldn't skate no more Office building lobbies wasn't safe no more And it wasn't like they wasn't getting chased no more Just the freedom was better than breathing, they said An escape route they used to escape out When things got crazy, they needed to break out They had to any place with stairs Any good grinds, the world was theirs uh, And they four wheels would take them there Until the cops came and said, there's no skate in hand so the kick push kick push kick push kick push coast and the way they roll just rebels without a cause with no place to go and so they kick push kick push kick push kick push coast so come roll with me just a rebel looking for a place to be so let's kick Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. That was Lupe Fiasco, Kick Push. One of the best instrumentals ever in hip-hop. It's just so jazzy, so smooth. It's really like one of the earlier versions of of that lo-fi, lo-fi sort of trip-hop, cafe, hip-hop type backpack, of music. Backpack. backpack. Yeah. That, that, I think that's the word they used for a while. I don't think they used it then. I think they used it maybe four years after that. But every most people's style is pretty much based off of that. Definitely. Definitely. Good times. Good times. Great times, man. This was back in, like, what, 2008? No, 2006. Five. Five. Holy crap. Time flies, dude. Man. Yeah. Do you remember 2005? Yeah, I do. That's, like, the year where I started listening to albums. Well, mostly singles that year. But I was listening to everything from radio. I think I told you this before. That's 2005 and 2006 is like my favorite year of music because I know every song on like the Billboard 200 because I used to listen to the radio like 24-7. Nice. That so, was yeah. prime 50 cent years too. Yeah, exactly. You know, Funk Master Flex, that's like, I understand why he's he, he's so huge because mm-hmm. you listen to new music that you won't listen at 3 a.m., but yeah. you'll hear it by like 10, 12, 11, and 12. So, yeah. Of course, everybody loves Funk Master Flex. You listen to new stuff. You're discovering new sounds. Word. Real quick, do you remember the last time we listened to Funk Master Flex? No. The last time we listened to Funk Master Flex was the day when Pusha Chi dropped the story of Adidon. And you called me because I remember this clearly. I was walking home. I was like two blocks away from my house. And you were like, yo, you got to turn it on to Hot 97, bruh. Pusha Chi just responded to Drake. And I knew this was something crazy because when was the last time you've ever said, yo, turn it on to Hot 97, turn it on to Funk Master Flex. And I'll never forget it. I was on my porch. Flex was dropping hella bombs. Oh, what a great day in hip hop. That was beautiful. 
I think that's what flex is for, for those moments, right? To say, yo, turn on the radio, listen to this. It's crazy. Flex See, is playing so-and-so. And he plays it multiple times in like 30 minutes. True. So I heard it. I think I heard, I think he did like the first verse and then he kind of rewinded it. And that's why I hit you up and went back and I heard the whole song like later on. But yeah, the, that, see, was, that was fun. The crazy thing about Flex and like Hot 97, but specifically Flex, the last time I listened to Flex prior to that even happening was again, it was, it was some more beef ish. It was with Meek and, and Drake and Funk Flex swore that he had this, um, Meek Mill response disc to Drake and so I was listening to to the radio to hear it and this man never played it and it came out that he never even had it in the beginning yeah I remember that he got you you know he was trying to milk in the fans and he, yeah. it worked it, it freaking worked best rated day well of course people were just uh, attacking him non-stop for a week especially you absolutely that was super disrespectful how dare you flex like maybe he was supposed to get it, but he never got it. He see, never got the email. And that's why you don't you don't put that out yet. You know, talk talk about it when you actually have the material. You know what I'm saying? Advertise it then. When you know you have the record, then say, "Yo, tune in. I'm a, I got this record." Blah 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 blah. Don't say, "Tune in. I have this record. I'm gonna play it," and you don't have the record because you're waiting for them to to bring you the record. No, 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 no. Just wait. Are you telling a businessman how to do business? You, hey, you man. <laughs> hey, man. Just, just, I'm just saying, man, if you, if you have these promises and you, and yeah. you tell people some, I'm going to expect for you to follow through on it. That's all. That's it. No, I got you. I got you. That's it. But you know who else followed through on something amazing? Marvel Studios, bro. Marvel two Studios. Two. two for two. They came back with another one, man. We've seen what happened with WandaVision. It ended off on a on a great note. And now we have Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler alert. We have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is beautiful because once again, for all you people that don't watch the MCU, you have to do a bit of homework. Okay. What you need to watch in order for you to understand this series, Captain America 1, Captain America 2. Captain America 3, Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame. Those six movies. You have to watch all of them in order to understand what the hell is going Ant on Man. here. Why Ant-Man? I don't know. Because <laughs> Falcon was in that movie. Oh, the the, the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. He's not important. He's not important. Yeah, he wasn't that important. But, yeah, you need to watch those six movies to understand what's going on here. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert again. I love how it starts off. It starts wait, off. Wait, wait, wait. Before that, like, overall, what would you give it? Hmm. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, and I'm going to tell you why. All right. I'm going to give it the 7. But okay. it's a good 7. It's not like 7 isn't terrible. Like, 7, mm -hmm. good. Now, I don't like, think 7's terrible at all. 7's okay. good. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll let the people know. There's things I love about it, things that I was like, hmm, got to do better. But yeah, let, let's, let's, let's talk. You first. All right, here's what I love about it. Marvel has a great ability and a great job to make the side characters in the, in the main film become the main characters that you begin to actually care about. Okay, for example, 
WandaVision. WandaVision. We we started to care so much about Wanda Maximoff, but also all the other side characters that were in it. Um, Randall Park, who was the FBI agent in in Ant Man, in uh, Ant Man Two, yeah, yeah, Ant Man, Ant Man Two, Darcy, who was um, who was Thor. Nat- yeah, who was in Thor, but Natalie Portman's friend or whatever. We started to care a lot about her, and uh, I I forgot what her name was. She but she was in a uh, Captain Marvel as the little girl, but now she's grown up. I forgot her name. You know who I'm talking about though. They I'll have- get to you in a second. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing when it comes to to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and and caring a lot more about Sam Wilson, about Bucky, Monica. Bar- Monica. There we go, Monica. But they have the same thing. It's the same thing over in in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and these small characters that were in the big movies now becoming the main characters and the main focus in these stories. And Marvel does a great job of of giving them personality of giving them character of of um expanding their backstory of who they are and and their families and and what they're going through because once again we're still in phase four phase four for those of you who do not know is the aftermath of endgame which is the big blimp everyone is back um from from disappearing and disintegrating five years ago i think they were in like 2023 in this in this timeline I yeah. may be wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're right. 2023. Okay, great. So, yeah, a lot of it, it just comes down to the effects of what happened back back in Endgame. And I really appreciate um, the fact that, you know, this is all about Sam's taking of the mantle of Captain America because of what happened in Endgame. Uh, original Captain America, Steve Rogers, he's no more. He's an old man. And he, and he probably died already. Like, he dead. And he gave the shield... The, the signature, the symbolism, the Captain America shield to Sam Wilson to say, hey, now that I'm old and I'm gray and I'm the 46th president of the United States, it's time for you <laughs> to take the mantle of Captain America. And see, that's how it started. Okay, it started from that flashback because Sam said, it doesn't feel like this belongs to me. And Steve was like, well, it don't belong to me no more and it looks good on you. And that's how it started, and that's how it began. It began with, and that's where I want to commend Marvel with as well. The discussions of a black man in America, but a black man who has served for its, mil- for its military, right? But still, at the end of the day, is still just a black man. And that's something I really appreciated, and something I didn't expect Marvel or Disney to tackle. Because, like, I understand, like, it's not all sunshines and, and daisies when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but when it comes to race, I didn't expect I didn't expect it to to go that deep. Yeah, they're more black and white with it. So it it also, is like like ninety ninety nine percent of the time. And as you were saying, I agree. One, I didn't expect it, right? So we're talking about episode two, um, Sam and Bucky. They're in a neighborhood, and the police pull them over. And the way they were like getting ready to get at Sam until Bucky said, "You know who this man is, mm-hmm. right?" Like, and then a couple seconds, the cop realized who he was, and it's like, "Oh, well, thank you for your service." You know that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you veteran. And he's the that, Falcon, damn it! Exactly, and that scene within itself is difficult. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to watch because I do not expect this type of serial, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like I, I got a bowl full of regular Marvel cereal. It's bland, black and white. And there you go. There's a prize in it. I expect that. And this prize is that racism. <laughs> I didn't expect. The and they fact- covered it. And they covered it. You know what else I didn't expect? I didn't. I didn't expect a prejudice too. Prejudice, yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect Sam Wilson or any Avenger, for that matter, to be flat broke. I didn't expect that to be discussed at all. Because in my little world, I'm thinking if you an Avenger, like yo, you live in lavish, like you got you got money, you got you got some coin because. Bruh, you saved the world from intergalactic beings. I figured you'd be set for life. But well, in the series, yeah. you know, Sam was more like, no, you know, it's more of a voluntary thing and blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, he wasn't an Avenger, if you think about it. Like, he right? wasn't a formal Avenger. Like, he no, wasn't no. the A-team. No, yeah, exactly. He because was the B-team. In, in theory, if you look at... um that's how Avengers that's how uh, whatever in theory right you're theory. looking at Civil War Civil War that's on Captain, Captain America 3 that's when they no longer were Avengers because after they fought that, that was it that was it they broke up you know the blip happened five years later he's back mm-hmm. they're all fighting that last battle mm-hmm. and that's it it's like there's still no more there's still not an Avenger really if you think about it. If you it. want to get technical, yes. But it was But the... he's still a government contractor. Right. Like those wings are theirs. That's why they're able to track them. Yeah, yeah. And we could get into the wings later. But um yeah, I, I did agree. I, I didn't expect all this realism mm-hmm. in, in my Marvel soup. Um I, I was shocked and surprised. I I mean I am a fan of um Sam's sister, her yes. character. I am too um sarah and like how down to earth she was and how real she was yes um yeah and i'm also like surprised about the other characters that came into play too like zemo um sharon carter it's like oh okay i didn't expect these characters to be so interesting yeah i i really Especially enjoy- sharon carter i because- enjoyed zemo a lot i i yeah. was wrong bashing i thought he was going to be the villain but he was not at all he was more of an ally in in this uh go around and hey i appreciated that i thought i was waiting for zemo to just turn on them and i think a lot of us were waiting for that moment where zemo is just gonna like turn on them and just be like this evil bastardly villain again but it, it never happened like you thought no, it was gonna I happen i never thought about that i did because that dude villains, is smart <laughs> there we go one he's smart two he has like a mission Mm-hmm. The reason why he doesn't hate Bucky because he knows Bucky was brainwashed the entire time, right? Right, but he hates everybody else because they chose to take the serum. I don't think he hits Captain America as much. I don't think so. But, no, he. But doesn't. he wants to destroy him. Yes, and that's kind of the whole point of Civil War. Um, but yeah, he didn't hate Bucky, mm-hmm. but he hated everybody else. Yeah, and he hated all the the super soldiers that willingly took that serum. And so, what they explained in the series is, you know. He may be a he may be a villain, but like one thing he does have is morals. So yeah, yeah. But yeah. but to me, even the way he, like he spoke to children, he spoke to right. the people, you know, dancing around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well, and he's rich too. Like, he is really rich, filthy rich. What was your um? Did you expect the Wakandans to show up at all? No, I kind of forgot about them. Yeah, and I forgot how much of a part they played in Bucky's character development as well. That's right, which because- is why I said watch Black Panther. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Um, because it's a two. It's this is like a two part series. It's called Falcon and the Winter Soldier for a reason, but mm-hmm. it's mostly the Falcon show. That is true. 
but Winter Soldier did have good amount of character development and plot uh, to kind of focus on his own problems. Because yes. they bickered all the time in the beginning, mm-hmm. but by like the last episode, they're just chilling at home. Exactly, uh, and working, now, working on the boat. And they're now more they're more friendly. They were cool because of they because they had a mutual friend. But now yeah. with this series, it seemed like they actually formed us some sort of camaraderie, a brotherhood, if you will. And the way things seem to be going, you know, Bucky he may be part of the family pretty soon. So that's yeah. why I decree. Um, James Bucky um, Barnes, James Buck Nasty Barnes. That's his new name, Buck, Buck Nasty. Nasty. Um, one thing that was interesting about Bucky's character was him kind of like living his moral life through Sam mm-hmm. because Roger believed in Sam, right? And yes. he also believed in Bucky. But if like if Sam was the wrong person to believe in, then no one should believe in him. And that's kind of what he was always looking at Sam for. It's not like he allowed Sam to go away and do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Sam did try, but he was always there tailing after him. Exactly. You know, to make sure he's doing right or to kind of make sure it's like, hey, if he's going down the path, then I'm going down the right path. And, of course, it took a while for him to realize he's he goes on a different path. Definitely. I enjoyed Bucky's story arc, too, of, you know, him being – uh, essentially this free man now he's no longer brainwashed by hydra so yeah. you know he has a mind of his own but yet he's still living with this guilt of killing a lot of innocent people so he has this book and he feels like he's in debt to the people that are still living that are relatives of uh the the people the many people that he's killed so you know he just had this like internal battle of just immense guilt that he's been having so you know he was just trying to find ways to like I don't know. It's sort of like pay off that debt almost. Yeah. And That's... yeah, what were you going to say? No, continue, continue. Oh, well, yeah, he was just trying to pay off this is this debt. It feels like and and so throughout that series you you got to see that um play out with Bucky and I really appreciated that a lot. So those are the things that I really enjoy about the series. Uh another thing I enjoyed was uh, the character we all chose to hate, but in the end, it's like, I don't really hate you that much. Yeah, man. John <laughs> and Walker. John, John F. Walker. And I, I wanted like, to hate. I hated him so much in the beginning, man. But damn it, they won me over. He won me over. Yeah. Once they, like, once you see the reason he's there, like yes. who pointed him and he lost the position and the things that he lost afterwards as well, then like where he was going with the fake shield, I was like, this character is a regular person. Yeah, like he was in. The, he was just trying to do the best that he could. He, yeah, and I oh, and and we, we he, kept comparing him to Roger when no one should be compared to right, him. Right, like, he's one of a kind. Right, we kept comparing him to Steve Rogers, but he's not Steve Rogers. That's no the thing. Is. And but also the the reason why we looked at him some sort of way is because of um how how he even became captain america right because sam just gave up the shield to the smithsonian just for them to just display right that shield but what they did instead was they just created a new face of america a new captain america if you will because there's no more there's no more steve rogers there's no more iron man we don't know where the hell thor is um hulk we don't know what the hell hulk is doing well hulk is being not hulk enough right there's no real face for america right now uh peter's still a teenager so 
you know, there, there was no Captain America. So what they, what the government decided to do was just create a new Captain America. And so us, the, 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 the viewers are like, hell no. Who the hell is this guy? You are not Captain America. And then he had his own black guy with him, which I took offense to in Lamar. Yeah, yeah. but he's actual he's an actual character. Yes. Um, known as Battlestar. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't. No one knows that, bro. I didn't no know one, that. no one got the deep cuts like that. Only yeah, they do. I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Once we got there, it's like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Yeah, and I legit thought like he was gonna become the bad guy because of yeah. what he did with the shield, and he 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 took this. Did he take the serum? Yes, he did. He took the serum and all that. So he was trying so hard to live up to the Steve Rogers name. So yeah, I, and, I thought it was gonna be on on some um on some two faced ish on some Harvey Dent ish, you know. But you, the serum you, the serum is good, and they kind of clarified like it won't make you bulky like they did with Steve. Like it just right. makes you strong. Yeah. And it at the end of the day, version. it's at the end of the day, it's still about skill because they got their ass whooped by the women of Wakanda. What, yeah. What's the crew? Do you remember the group? I think it's called like the the Daria Sun. It's something like that, yeah. but they got whipped. They all got whipped, and they couldn't do anything about it. Hell yeah! Like some people are just better than you. Exactly, <laughs> and plus they're highly skilled too. Remember when she yanked off um the White Wolf's arm? So let's not forget, Wakandans made that arm. Okay, yeah. So they highly skilled with the vibranium. Hell, a lot of the, their clothes have vibranium. Their weapons have vibranium. Don't mess with Wakandans. Okay. Yeah. So another question. So that was one. That yes. he was a character we wanted to hate, but and we just like, you're a regular person, that and I don't hate you. And he became his own thing, um, which I can't wait to see what they do with him. Yes. Now let's get into Carly, the villain of the series, <sighs> most boring, bland, kind of lost the plot. Okay. Halfway through, like we what, what are you about anymore? We agree on this. I, I thought that the villain could have been done better. They they definitely could have been done a lot better. Honestly, I'm going to be real. I didn't care about this. Like if they didn't need they didn't need her. They didn't need that whole side arc. They didn't need it. No, they they did. I thought it was a good idea because they we're talking about real world problems, right? We're yes. talking about the blip happened. Uh 12 million people were displaced and they're living their life for 5 years. Now people are back and those countries want to kick out those people that that just have new lives within those countries and they're just trying to kick them out. 12 million people out and they're like no we're completely against that this is what we're gonna do we're gonna make noise and that's kind of what led into the ending of the show which so i this... feel the ending no well, we'll get there in a second okay i'm sorry uh, i want to go over one more topic before we get to the ending sure um so you know that plot i thought was necessary of course the villain because it was like acts of terrorism in a way and yes. it's like this is coming off very liberal uh like like we're near liberal ask of the tv show because they did really well with sam stuff it's yes. like, okay maybe they won't do that bad with like the army stuff but it's still an army show at the end of the day still propaganda right so but carly's plot and the things she did and the people she's killed along the way she keeps saying like it's good you know people are seeing it but even the people around her aren't really seeing that same vision and that's what kind of lost me is that everybody was like, yeah, you got to do it. What are you doing? You know, you're a leader. You're supposed to kill these people. That would be a better character than it's like, I'm going to kill these people. And everybody's like, why? Why mm -hmm. did you do that? You know, it, it, it's such a boy. Like, this villain sucks. Yeah. Sucked halfway through. Made sense in the beginning. It lost me by, like, episode four. 
how do you feel that this series was six episodes? Um, that's fine. Sometimes you don't have a story, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't want to just keep adding on to it, which I something I did feel WandaVision did. Okay. Where they could have finished the show within an episode. They didn't need all those episodes. And maybe that's what they did. They wrote WandaVision out and realized maybe we could cut it short. Then they did the Falcon. But apparently they've been planning this show for like five years anyways. Oh, really? Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe COVID got in the way of, of, of no, shooting. No, they, they finished noted? production already. Oh, okay. They're in editing um, when COVID happened. Oh, okay. Because to me, I felt like the, the sixth episode, it just wrapped up everything way too quickly. If that makes sense, I just felt. I, I, I disagree. I think they got things. I think if they added two more episodes, it's just them chasing after Carly. That's all it is. Mm. You know, like some some things that they wrapped off pretty quickly was when they remove Captain America from John. Right? It's yeah. like give us a shield. You're no longer working with us, and you're lucky we're not going to like uh, send you to jail. Right? right. You you got a pardon. That's it. Yeah, which I think is nonsense. And it also kind of shows that the government is nonsensical at the same at the same time. And of course, Valentina, played by Julia Lewis um, Defer, uh was there with the, with the um, purple hair, saying like, "I'm going to hire you." It's going to be like a little contract thing. Yeah. And that's just like you know, more breadcrumbs for whatever they want to do for season two, or if they want to continue the show. But then another major plot, which is very interesting. Um, the last topic before we get to the end of the show is um, Isaiah Bradley. The black uh, Captain America. Oh. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Him. Him. Yeah. Him, he's him, very him. important. I thought he played the most important role to the next step for Sam. Word. 100%. And it's something that, again, I commend Marvel for tackling. It's because it's something that I feel like a lot of black Americans have this inner dialogue with themselves a lot. And it's the fact that we're black we are american and a you you may have a lot of love for your country and you show it through you know through your service or or what whatever have you but at the same token due to america's history of of what they've done to black people that's sort of like it um it it's it's a it's an inner struggle of what you believe and what the and what um we see america as versus what America is, you feel me? And and how do we sort of, how do we stand by the red, white, and blue, but also, you know, all of these other things are, are happening to black Americans and to black America. So how do we still, you know, how do we still defend the red, white, and blue? Am, am I making sense here? You're, you're getting there. Um... I don't know. Maybe clarify. Okay, so we're talking about at the end of the day, you put so much trust, but when you come back home, you're still hit with the same ridicule. Exactly. Like, the story you do of OJ. Right. No, the story of like the the Skeegee Airmen or many of the. I was just rewatching Watchmen the other day, mm-hmm. and if you remember the sheet uh, in World War One when the Americans went to Germany, they dropped off these flyers saying like, "Why are you fighting for America?" Yeah, and you're black, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we treat people well here, but you go back home, you're a second-rate citizen. It, it's kind of like that, exactly. You know, your army—they uh, tricked them. They, like they gave them too. Yeah, and they said like, "Oh, we gave you tetanus." You know, testing for different things. Mm-hmm. 
and they, you know, it was a super serum. Exactly. And then they jailed him for 30 years, prisoned him, taking his blood, and out of pity, someone just wrote him off dead, and that's why he's free today. Right. So that's that's kind of the story of it. Exactly. And I, I thought his story was very good and very helpful for Sam because it's like you still need to it, – it's still difficult to take that mantle. Exactly. Because it's not just about Captain America. It's like what you as a black man in America. Exactly. Yes. And I like the fact that Sam addressed that in his final speech at the end of the – at near the end of the episode. It's the yeah. fact that, you know, he has done so much for his country – um, yet he still he still had a lot of hurdles to to overcome, you know, even coming back five years later and and a being broke and b being just perceived as just another black man, despite everything that he's done for his country. But also he's now Captain America and he's taken the mantle of Captain America. It, it's just a big juxtaposition. And I enjoyed that because I feel like a lot of black Americans can relate to that in some sort of way. And, you know, having this resentment and understanding the history that America has 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 had with black America and also, you know, somewhat being proud to be American and all that stuff. Yeah. And it, like I said, overall, I thought his story was interesting. Yes. Um, The speech was all right. It wasn't too bad. They did a really good job. I personally wouldn't know how to write that speech. Because at the end of the day, it's like he got the people in the meeting. It's like, hey, like let, let's talk about it. It's like it's not easy for these people. And, and and who are you voting for? Like, who's in the room with you when you're voting? Mm-hmm. You don't care about them. And of course, he did change some ideas and shifts. I won't say like in, it will work in real life, but I thought it was good enough. Yeah, I thought for, it was good enough for the show. Yes, it worked for the show. Yeah, yes, and I thought it it, it was good. It was very uh, liberal. Very liberal. It was writing. very liberal. Absolutely, there was definitely some black people in there, and uh, uh, I, I'm not mad at it. I'm not so, mad at it either. The ending was good. Yes, and that's that's why I kind of gave it a seven. Okay. Um, it's really just the the side plot for the villain. If that was a bit better, like a bit smarter, it'll be more interesting. Instead, they just like you know, just kill Carly off, and that's it. It's like ah, right. well, could have done something with her in the future, but sure. Um, but they didn't want to. You know, everybody was gone by the end true. of the episode. I gave it an way. eight. I gave it an eight because Captain America is now black, and I'm happy for Clarence. I'm happy for Papa Doc. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm just happy for him. Honestly, like, bro, I'm super happy. And the suit, the suit is awesome. The suit is banging. I like the suit. It's my, fire. Oh, uh, well, my boy Shadman, who I did the um, the Wonder Woman episode yep. with, he not a fan of the suit. Not a fan of the end of the episode, but he gave it a 10 out of 10 as well. Okay. Well, but, the suit uh, is I, I from like the, the comics. Suit. Yeah, it's from the comics. It's from, one, it's from the comics. Two, it, it looked pretty good uh, in real life. Hell it looked yeah. pretty good it in real life. It looked badass. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I mean, it, it can be, it looks kind of clunky a little bit, but you know, oh, other it'll than be that, cooler if it was black, but I think the you know, the red, white, and blue is pretty rare for like a hero in such bright colors. Because the Iron Man was, you know, by the end, it was like a very nice maroon red. Yeah. But uh, Spider-Man's in bright red. So, let, you know, I think it's going to be cool once they put the team together. Hell yeah. Just, just more things to the mythos, just adding on to the comic book TV show. I know people are obsessed. Like, this is stupid. Like, no, no. It's just no, like, no. we don't want to read comic books anymore. And this is like a cool medium to kind of skip all that. Ex- exactly. And, hey, wh- what do you think about all the the white people that have that had a problem with 
the um the wokeness quote unquote in the series i, I don't think it was like that rel- like that in your face compared to like i would like to compare this to like watchmen because mm-hmm. the wokeness in that series a lot of people were upset about so comparing that to uh, falcon it, it's not much but bastion you know as a lifelong disney fan okay yeah. I, I love disney okay as a <laughs> As a Christian, as a conservative American, I love Disney because Disney is the happiest place on earth. And it's not <laughs> political at all. But for these past couple of years, it seems like Disney and Marvel has been pandering to, to the left. And it's something I don't like. Like, why do we need a black Captain America? I just feel like it's just pandering to and, and just dividing us even more. Yeah, yeah. It, it It's not pandering. It's real life. You know, things are reflective at the end of the day. And I do see those people every now and then just yes. talk about like everything is being pandered. Every time they put certain characters, like it's mm-hmm. all pandering, you know, dark scene characters pandering, you right. know, uh, if they put like a, a queer character in the TV show, it's pandering. It's like, no, it's real life to the point you, what, what, if all the characters were white male, you'd be like, Oh, okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, no, then it'll be pandering too, because you're watching it now. So. And it's in the comic books, yeah. You jackass, not, yeah. And it's also in the comics. They wanted, and of course, I could say like in the comics they really do a great job to kind of push it even further. Yeah. But I think Marvel would do a better job. Well, cinema will do a much better job with the Black America, Absolutely. with the Black Captain America. Black but Captain he's not America. called Black Captain America. It's called he's just Captain called America. yeah, exactly. He's just called Captain America, baby. Same Captain thing, America Black Four. Falcon. That's right. It's Captain America 4, baby. We out here. It's coming soon. I can't wait. That's right. Sam Wilson, Clarence, Papa Doc. That's right. He went to Cranbrook, a private school, and now he's Captain America, baby. Now, question. Who's who's going to be the leader of the Avengers now? Um, War Machine. War Machine? Like he doesn't need to be in battle, but he I think he'll be the one like saying the next steps. Like, all right, this is what we're gonna do, or he'd be hard be part of training. So yeah. Okay. You don't think so? No. Out of everybody, who has the most experience? I'm okay. War Machine has the most. No, Thor. He's not there. He's not. He's not Avenger anymore. He's not even on planet. Well, we'll not find, Earth anymore. We'll find out what happens in Thor four no, next he, year. Yeah, but Thor is done. Like he's not he's not an Avenger anymore. That's the whole point of that him. It's like he's done. He's gonna do like, you know, space stuff. We're talking about Earth. Earth and Spider Man is still too young. Spider Man is know. too young. What's Wanda doing? Um, she's gonna be like this weird arc villain slash hero type thing in the future. You know that. So a tweener? I mean, she's supposed to make a cameo in, in Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. We'll see what yeah. happens with that. Um, Hulk is busy being a damn nerd or whatever. Yeah, th- that character is done. Yeah. Uh, you see what I mean? Like, they have to reset it, and who's the best person? Like, this person will be yeah. the leader, but just mostly him yelling at everybody to do better. It's like, back in the day, we used to do this. You're not doing it right. You know, that's that's the way I look at War Machine. You know, Don Chill, get that check. No, he's in Space Jam, so he's he's working, man. <laughs> he is in Space Jam. <laughs> Oh, man, there's a lot of movies that are coming out in theaters and and movies that have been out on HBO Max. And one of those one of those movies is the new Mortal Kombat that recently just came out. 
and I had the privilege to see it in full Dolby Cinema for, of course, $7.50 because I am a AMC stub member or whatever. So, Bastion, are you a fan of Mortal Kombat, the game at all? No, I played it. I think I played a, not a pirate tip, I would say like a, a demo version. Okay. No, no, what do you call it? An emulator version for the Nintendo 64. Oh. So I have played it on my computer. The first Mortal Kombat? Yeah, it's hard. Like now I'm like older, I understand what fighting games are, mm-hmm. but it's like, I thought it was like difficult. You got to learn a lot of combos, bro. To get that fatality, it, it's a lot of combos you got you to gotta do, bro. Fighting games is different. Like, if you're into fighting games, you got this. I'm personally not into fighting games. I'm more like... Hell yeah. Some dude in Korea is going to kick your ass in a fighting game. Easily. Easily. 100%, bro. But I understand that there is a big big learning curve when it comes to fighting games like Street Fighter and Marvel vs. Capcom, Mortal Kombat. You know, it's it's not easy to memorize each character and, and what combinations and combos you have to pull off so i understand the movie i'll be honest let me let me get some positives out the way of the movie because there's a lot of positives that i enjoyed from the movie bastion one thing i enjoyed is one that we actually have a new mortal kombat movie all right after the worst movie of all time mortal kombat annihilation which came out in the 90s i would have never thought to to have seen another mortal kombat movie ever Right, the first Mortal Kombat movie, it was pretty good. The second one, god awful. So I'm happy that there's more Mortal Kombat now. Um, I loved the fact that this movie was rated R because Mortal Kombat is known for the blood, it's known for the gore, it's known for the fatalities, and there's a lot of that in the movie. Also, the fight choreographies are on point. They're they're the best. Like, that's a big, strong point of the movie. You are not going to get bored of any fighting scenes. Also, if you are a fan of the Mortal Kombat game and the mythos, you're going to enjoy some of the Easter eggs that that are sprinkled throughout the game. Um, you know, little nods and winks to, to all the gamers out there, such as Liu Kang doing that bicycle kick. He doesn't do the... He doesn't do that, but you know he does the bicycle kick. Um, all mm-hmm. a lot of the fatalities are in the the movie, you know, like Jackson, all that, and Liu Kang, um, Scorpion, uh, Sub Zero. They have their signature fatalities. Is what I enjoy. Also, I enjoyed a lot of the side characters. Side characters have a lot of personalities, such as again Jax, Sonya Blade, Kano was basically the the best character because he was the comedy relief. Um, yeah. And th- those are a lot of the positives that I have about this movie, but let's sounds get... like fun. You know, if you like action, action, right. right. If you're strictly in it for the action and fighting, right. gore, blood, all that fun stuff closer to the video game. I'm saying, yes, it's definitely close to the video game. However, Bastion, however, there is one strong negative that takes the movie down significantly. It has to deal with the direction of the movie and a specific character, right? The mm-hmm. char- um, This movie um, revolves around a character named Cole Young. Do you know who Cole Young is, Bastion? No. Exactly. Cole Young is a brand new character that was specifically made for this movie. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
And basically, he was supposed to be um, us. He was like a surrogate to us. It was this new guy. Um, self-insert character? Yes, he was basically the self-insert character for the audience to be, right? But the issue with this guy is he is so boring. He's so vanilla. Um, the powers that he gets suck. Like, the way they describe um, their fatalities and all that stuff, it's it's from this superpower that they get, right? I forgot what it's called, but they adapt getting this superpower, right? So the reason why is because... The reason why... Um, Liu Kang can shoot fireballs is because he trained really hard and, you know, based on his personality and, and his and his damn chi and all that stuff, he gained the ability to to shoot fireballs. Same with Sub-Zero, same with Scorpion, same with all that, right? Mm -hmm. But this guy's superpower sucked. His body's basically armor. Like, that's it. And it's like it's like he's wearing a, a, a shirt that's made of, like, bronze or whatever. It's just not cool. And basically, it's it's a suit like um, Black Panther, where if you um, if you do enough damage, like like the the, the aftershock can the reverberate. Yeah, and 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 the dialogue that that they give him is just very white and vanilla. Like he says the most cliche of of cliche things. Like if we gotta fight Sub Zero, we have to do it together as a team. We have to fight smarter, stronger. And work together. And I'm like, bruh. That sounds very retro. But like a video game. <laughs> but it's not, though. Like, Maybe they took it to video gamey. Yeah, I would say so. I if you imagine like a video game from the 90s, the way it's dubbed, does it sound like that? No, it's not dubbed. It's not dubbed at all. No, like the way it's dubbed in a video game, yeah. does it sound like that? No? No. It doesn't. Okay. Okay. No. It. It. This. <laughs> this sounds like some like real issues going on, and this. And this is for the fate of the world. But he just sounds so vanilla and boring. There's no. It, there's no redeeming qualities about him. He's just there. And honestly, he's like the most useless character ever. Like, we did not need him for this story. They could have just done Mortal Kombat style and, and used Johnny Cage as the main character or Sonya Blade as the main character. But they didn't. Was do that. that in the first movie? What Johnny Cage? Mm -hmm. No, he wasn't even in the first one. He they have a spoiler alert. All right, uh, at the end, um, they're they're going to be looking for more um, more fighters like them that that um, have the um, Mortal Kombat dragon mark on them. And so I guess like they they know what fighters or, or what people have that emblem. So they're like, all right, we're going to Hollywood, California, and in the background. There is the Johnny Cage poster because Johnny Cage, he's he's an actor from Hollywood and all that stuff. So Mortal Kombat 2, they're going to find Johnny Cage. And that's another issue I had with this film. There's no goddamn tournament in this one. There's no tournament. Oh, no. no. Is it, oh, word. That's, yeah, that's bro. And so because of all that, I give this a 5 out of 10. It was mediocre. It was it was an okay movie. It's meh. Is Johnny Cage necessary to the series? Yes. He's an integral part of the series. Yes. Why? He funds the whole thing or something? He doesn't fund the whole thing, but um let's see, he gets Sonya pregnant. That's a thing. Like they have okay. kids and all that stuff, and, and Sonya's a soldier. Um Sonya's cool with Jax. Jax is a soldier. It's an integral. They're an integral part of the film, of the film, and of the game.
Like some, it does. Re- it should revolve around Johnny Cage, like it did in the first movie back in the '90s. But they pick this surrogate character for us to be, basically, and I don't like him. Shout out to Hollywood, you know, trying to, I don't know, do something. No, because Hollywood, see, Hollywood irked me, okay? Because Hollywood knew damn well the reason why people were going to watch the Oscars was to see the late, great Chadwick Boseman get the Academy Award for Best Actor. Like, we 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 knew this was going to happen. Well, we thought it was going to happen, and that's why I thought Lakeith Stanfield was regulated over to Best Supporting Character, right? But no, Daniel Kaluuya got it. So, whatever. But it went to Anthony Hopkins, a.k.a. Hannibal Lecter, in, in No Man Land, but whatever. And, of course, the Academy got so much ish for it because the crazy thing is, like, normally at the Academy Awards fashion, the last, um, the last award to be given out is for best film, like the best film. That's mm-hmm. the last award to always go on last. But they did the best actor to go on last. And so I thought, along with everyone else thought, because um, the Academy loves to give out posthumous Academy Awards because they did it to like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Heath Ledger. I think I thought and a lot of other people thought Chadwick Boseman was going to follow suit and they gave it to Anthony Hopkins. That was strange. Um, I wasn't watching, but I was aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I think, first of all, I, I think I forgot that the Oscars were happening that night until I saw a Chadwick Boseman gold NFT. Yeah. And that already turned me off the wrong way. It's like, like, don't do that. Don't do that to a brother. Don't don't sell. Don't give like everybody a free NFT and sell it for like a couple million dollars. Like, don't do that. That's not cool. That's, that's not good. I'm also yeah. against NFTs as a regular on the Ethereum uh, blockchain, but that's something else. But it's like, really, this is how you're going to do my man like that. That was painful. And then to hear at the end of the night, you know, uh, Hannibal we'll Lecter. Shout out to Daniel Kaluuya because uh, he won. I was I was glad he won. I was happy he won too, and I was but happy with his speech. I want Lakeith. I really want Lakeith to win, like the lead. Right. I did too, and that's why I thought the reason why he was regulated over to supporting actor was so Chadwick Boseman could win because, in my opinion, Lakeith washed everyone in that category and, respectfully. And- and I think that's still an argument that needs to be spoke about today about why Lakeith was in supporting, even though apparently it's a Warner Brothers pushed him as lead when they're talking he to is. the people to vote him in the Oscars. And the Oscars was like, eh, I saw the movie. I didn't get it, but I think he's supporting. If you're white, <laughs> then I don't expect you to get it. I'm sorry. No, it was, it's not. This movie was very straightforward. It was so. very, exactly. The movie, while it was called Judas and the Black Messiah, and it's about fred hampton the movie doesn't revolve around him it revolves yeah. around the fbi agent you're you're getting it from his perspective it yeah. starts off the with lakeith stanfield yeah because i had friends that hit me up you know just to get like a second opinion it's like sebastian like who is the main character of this movie and it's like it, it's him like i didn't even say who but it's like it's him it's him he's the main character so oh okay because uh i don't understand what's going on here and i think that that needs to be brought up but then it's going to at the end of the day, it's like this is what award shows are. They're all nonsensical. They're all yeah. about this kind of privilege hierarchy. Like you have to take him out to dinner. 
you know, you have to meet them, get to greet them, you know, massage their foot so they can put a vote in for you. And the Oscars is just nonsense that way. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the set design that they did this year because of COVID and all that stuff. They had some people remote over in London. They had a, a select number of people, of course, in Hollywood. And then you had uh, certain people that are international. They they were live and broadcasted from wherever they were. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and, I thought uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, before we go, uh, shout out to Joey Badass for now being an Academy Award winner. I saw the movie um, from two different sides or whatever it's called. I thought mm. it was I thought it was cool, um, but now it further um, signifies the fact that Joey Badass is not making any more music for now because he's an Academy Award winner and he needs to stop it. Okay, it's been four years since an album, Joey. All it right? was a short film, right? Yeah, it was thirty minutes. You liked it? It was all right. It was all right, but um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm done with the traumatic porn. Okay. That's what a lot of people were kind of going off of. It was. I, I, I didn't see a lot of people saying great things about it. It's but a I didn't good see anybody film. talking anything yeah, about it. It's not bad. It's just, either. it's just, I'm done with, I'm just done. Especially the ending. The ending irked me the most. Okay. Because it seemed like we were going to get a solid, happy ending. And no, they effed me with no Vaseline. And it was straight up traumatic porn. That's what it was. And I'm tired of watching those sorts of films. And I don't want to watch them anymore. I don't want to see Underground Railroad. I don't want to see none of that. I'm good. Do you remember, do you remember the film name? Uh, I forget. Let me, let me look it up real quick before we head out. Check it out for the folks. To... Uh, oh, here it is. Two Distant Strangers. Two Distant Strangers. It's on Netflix. It on Netflix. Yes, yep. it is on Netflix. Take a look at it um, if you want. I thought it was okay. Um, and, and, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in to Black Seinfeld. I think that's all we have for today. RIP Shock G, real quick. RIP. Yes, sir. Um, and, and, yeah, do you have anything else you want to say before we head out, Bash? Follow us on all social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook at Black Seinfeld NY. If you have any questions, Email us at blacksignfoldnygmail.com. And if you want to kind of see our archives or, you know, want to see what else we have in store, check blacksignfold.com. And we're also on YouTube at blacksignfold where we'll show videos and clips for this recent episode by the weekend. Gang. And the song we're going to play right now, J Electronica, Jay-Z, The Never Ending Story. Yes, from Jay-Z and J Electronica. Peace. Peace. Have you ever heard a tailor, the noblest of gentlemen, rose up from Squella, tall, dark, and decked out in customary regalia, smelling like paraphernalia, hailing from the home of Mahalia. His uptown smile was gold like a Frankie Beverly day. His favorite song from Prince was not Raspberry Beret. It was sometimes it snows in April. He was brought up by the faithful in a cage of every unclean bird, ungrateful and hateful. The legend of the clandestine reverend from the bricks with the master's grip to pull a sleeping giant out the ditch. 
And I ain't even have to wiggle my nose like Bewitch. I just upshift the six, convert the V4 to a broomstick. Though I tarry through the valley of death, my Lord give me pasture. If you want to be a master in life, you must submit to a master. I was born to lock horns with the devil at the brink of the hereafter. Me, the socket, the plug, and universal adapter. The prodigal son who went from his own vomit to the top of the mountain with five pillars and a sonnet. The autobiography read Quranic. Spread love like Kermit the Frog that permeate the fog. I'm at war like the Dukes of Hazard against the bosses of the hogs. Gip, gip, giggity. Alchemists put the icing on the soliloquy. Let it be forever known that I niced up the pin something considerably. J. Electola flow mainly, it's a poet mainly. The fact why he issued on Al Shaitan was delivered plainly. It's the day of Kiyama. To the believers, I bring you tidings of joy. But if you want beef, I'll fillet me on you. You can catch me bummy as fuck, decked out in designer. On I-10 west to the desert, on a Diablo like a recliner. Listen to everything from a lecture from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan to Serge Gainsbourg or Madonna or a podcast on piranhas. What a time we living in. Just like the scripture says, earthquakes, fires, and plagues, the resurrection of the dead. St. Ho, story takes place in ancient Egypt. They're cut off the nose, despite their face. They're still your Jesus. I can't tell how they white. That blue-eyed virgin is make-believe stuff. She throw me out of house. Say ye deliver us from this heathen. I say that the Miss Tina should sneeze at sun. Her photic reflex, they both had straightening combs. Little did they know, I hold the heat next. Neither tool can be used to fix our defects. P.S. We born perfect. Call a beat. Everybody wanna be us for real. We just gotta see us, inshallah.